Jesus. Praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. I love you, Master. Come on, everybody, praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, church, we're not there yet. Come on, we're not there yet. Let's keep worshiping the Lord. We've got a right to praise Him. We not only have a right, we've got an obligation to praise Him. Come on, somebody. He deserves our praise. He merits our praise. He's worthy of our praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It made my heart in love and wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. Hear our face cry. He'll answer by mine. Just a little talk with Jesus clears the way. So let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. Hear our face cry. I know he'll answer my mind. When you feel a little prayer will turn in, know a little blind burning. Go find a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our face cry. He will answer my mind. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. Jesus makes it right. 
just a little talk with Jesus clears the way. So let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. Oh, he will hear our pain and cry. He will answer by and by. A little prayer will turn it. No little crying burning. He will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. So let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. We'll have church tonight. We've put forth the effort. We've come here. We might as well have church. I love you, Jesus. Well, praise God. Now, I don't know. I don't know how Brother Merriman feels right now. But if I were preaching tonight, I wouldn't want to preach right now. Because we're just not there yet. We just haven't quite plugged in yet tonight. And uh, we're going to get there somehow. Well, hallelujah. We're going to get there. So I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to let the devil have this service tonight. Well, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Master. I love you, Master. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, church. Let's worship the Lord. 
Praise God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, if Power in the blood doesn't get you excited. I've got a right doesn't get you excited. Having a little talk with Jesus doesn't get you excited. There's one thing Jesus said ought to excite us above everything else, and that's going to heaven. Having our names written on the Lamb's book of life ought to excite us more than anything. Now, I also, I also said and have said many times I don't want our younger generation to lose some of these old songs. I don't know how long it's been since we've sung I, I Had a Little Talk with Jesus. I, I don't know how long that's it's been a long time since we've sung that, and I don't, want, I don't want anybody to forget that old song. Well, hallelujah. So we might as well just sing a few old songs tonight until we finally decide to come to church. Well, hallelujah. Number 173, I probably haven't heard this song since Shep was a pup. You know who Shep was uh, since Moby Dick was a minnow. How's that? Praise God. Number 173 in your songbook, and I don't know if it's in the projector or not, so we're going to do it songbook style tonight. Hallelujah. Over the Westberg said, the older you get, the more time you spend looking in the rearview mirror. So I'm looking in the rearview mirror tonight, and I'm remembering some old, old songs. And we need to remember these old songs. You remember this? Sure you do. Yeah, we'll see. Praise God. Number 173, let's sing Way Up in Glory Land. I am thinking now of a place called heaven. Way up in glory land And I long to be with my blessed Savior Way up in glory land When I get inside the portals Way up in glory land I'll sing and I'll shout hallelujah Way up in glory Oh 
Glory land. Oh, we 
songs and you got to hold the songbook it kind of inhibits you a little bit I know that I understand that amen but you need to know these songs you need to know these songs in fact I, I'm not saying this is a hard and fast rule but I think when these young men preach I may just lead the service and we may just do all old songs just kind of keep it fresh before you teach you you ever heard that song in all your life if you have, you don't remember it, do you? That's sad. But that's my fault. He spent more years under me than anybody else, so that's my fault. We need to sing these old songs. We need to remember these old songs. Well, praise God. Sure beats dents in my fenders and rips in my jeans. Well, hallelujah. That's... For those of you that don't know, that's one of those modern songs they, they play now. That's Well, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, let's turn to number 86 and sing one more. I don't know if my voice will hold up, but let's, let's try it tonight. Now, you ought to know this one. Hallelujah. I, I'm looking forward to going to heaven. I'm planning on going. Some of you act like you don't know where you're going tonight. Some of you see more excitement when you get caught in a revolving door. Well, hallelujah. We need to hide. We need to act like apostolics tonight. Well, praise God. Number 86. We know this song. Let's sing this song. Praise God. Some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. He's coming after you and me. Joy's ours to share. What rejoicing there will be when the saints shall rise. We're headed for that jubilee yonder in the sky. And oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting. On that happy morning when we all shall rise Oh, what glory, hallelujah When we meet our blessed Savior in the skies Seems that now I almost see all the saints dead They're rising for that jubilee that is just ahead And in the twinkling of an eye, change of them to me All the living saints to fly to that jubilee And oh, what singing Song with 
praising Christ through ages long, heaven's jubilee. And oh, what singing, and oh, what shouting, on that happy morning when we all shall rise. And oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we meet our blessed Savior. Worship God. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we need our blessed Savior in the sky. Oh, what Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we need our blessed Savior in the sky. Oh, what glory, hallelujah, when we 
He's coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. Oh, what rejoicing there will be when the saints shall rise. We're headed for that jubilee yonder in the sky. And oh, what singing. And oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all Ahead. Then in the twinkling of an eye, change with them will be all the living saints to fly to that jubilee. And oh, oh what singing, singing, oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall
I love you, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, we're almost there. We got to get to that point where we're ready to receive the word of God tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Come on, everybody, let's praise the Lord. Come on, everybody, let's praise the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Come on, everybody. Everybody, let's lift our voices to the Lord. Sweet, sweet by and by, and I am going to greet you. I'll greet you over there in that home beyond the sky. Such singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. It will be glorious, I do declare. For God's own Son will be the leading one in that apostolic meeting in the air. Well, there is going. Singing you will hear, never heard by mortal ear. It will be glorious, I do declare. For God's own Son will be the leading one in that meeting in the air. Well, there is going to be a meeting. You plan on going to that meeting? Sweet, sweet, my 
singing you will hear Never heard my mortal ear It will be glorious I do declare For God's own son Will be the leading one In the meeting in the Come on, sing it with me There is going to be A meeting in the air In the sweet, sweet by and by And I am going to greet you I'll greet you over there In that home God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I plan to go to that meeting. I'm planning on being there. And I'm hoping you're going to be there too. And I'd just as soon it be today. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Get us out of this mess the world is in. And it's in a mess. It's in a mess. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. But I'm glad this world's not my home. I said, I'm glad this world's not my home. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. I'm just traveling through. This world of sorrow, praise God. But I'm on my way to that fair land, praise God. I won't turn back some tomorrow. Well, praise God. I could stand here and sing all night some of these old songs come flooding back to my mind. And it's just been years and years since I've heard them or sung them. Amen. But I don't want us to forget the message of some of these old songs. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. It seems like, and, and again, I'm not against the new songs, not all of them. Some of them I am, but uh, not all of them, praise God. Amen. But it just seems like most of the new songs are simply just about praising God, and that's it. And uh, it's, it's, that, that's about as far as they go. There's no depth of message. There's no real purpose or meaning behind a lot of what's written today. Not, not all of it, not all of it. I've heard some very beautiful songs that have been written in the last few years and I thank God for that amen but uh, I just don't want us to lose the message of some of these other songs amen we sang earlier thank God for the blood and, and you got to understand that was written by a man who was a Trinitarian preacher until God gave him the revelation of the oneness amen and Bishop G.T. Haywood who went on to, a found, to, uh, to become the founder of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World had, uh, but that man was a Trinitarian preacher till God gave him the revelation of the oneness. And uh, when you understand a little bit about where some of these songwriters came from and what was in their heart and what happened in their lives, then you grow to appreciate Amen. They, they weren't just writing songs to make money. 
Amen. Praise God. They, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a commodity for them. It wasn't a, a, um, uh, a method of income, but it was the expression of their heart and uh, the result of revelation in many cases. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Praise God. That's why when we begin to sing those songs, we can feel the presence of God. Amen. We don't have to sing the doxology and sleep through it. Some of you don't even know what that is. Thank God you don't. Amen. We don't, we don't sing that around here. And uh, we, don't, we don't sing praise to the Trinity around here. Amen. I once asked, once asked Brother Talmadge French, who spent many years in a Trinitarian Pentecostal church, and I said, you know, you, there, there had to be times that you folks sang songs about the Trinity. Did you ever experience a move of God during any of that? He said, no, never, never. Amen. But I'll tell you what, we get in here and get to sing and let me tell you who Jesus is. It's all in Him. And the Holy Ghost gets to moving. Well, there's a reason why we feel a move of God in those songs. And they don't feel a move of God when they're singing about the Trinity. Well, praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, amen, amen. Are you ready for some preaching tonight? Oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll try that again. That was kind of a slow start there. Are you ready for some preaching tonight? Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I want Brother Merriman to come and I've asked him to preach tonight. I want him to come and open his heart to us and preach the word. I want to say, Brother Merriman, preach to me. Would you say that, Brother Merriman? Preach to me. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I enjoy learning those new songs, Brother Regan. I don't know if you all caught that or not. Or maybe it just wasn't funny. Amen. But I'm telling you, I don't want to I don't want to forget, Amen, where I came from. Amen. I don't want to forget, Amen. The words, amen, of songs that, that mean and tell a story of who we are. Amen. It tells a story of where we have once, once were, where our, our past was. Amen. That's where our lineage came from. Amen. If you don't know who you used to be, how do you define who you want to be today? Amen. And how do you define to your children what they ought to be tomorrow? Amen. I want to make sure to leave a heritage and a lineage for my kids. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was looking through my notes today and I ran across this as I was back in the office before church. When Brother Davis came and spoke, he spoke to the ministers one uh, on Saturday, and I really appreciated that. And I always enjoy that whenever I, an elder takes the time and, and, and speaks from his heart um, to me and, 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 and ha gets a word for, for young preachers. And I thank God for that. Amen. And he, uh, and he spoke about the making of a prophet and uh, that day. And one thing that I, I ran across, it, it just kind of stuck out to me. And it said, he, I, the note that I wrote, it says, We must speak as thus saith the Lord. Amen. Without authority, all things are subjective. Amen. And I asked Pastor uh, earlier this week, he reminded me of, the, uh, of preaching uh, today. And, uh, and I said, well, okay, thanks. Got any suggestions? Oh, it's worth a shot. And the word that came back from pastor was, yes, preach the word. Amen. And today I've come, I want to preach the word. Amen. I want to, to declare, thus saith the Lord. And I believe God has given me a word. And I, I have been thinking upon this. And God has given this word to me. There was a man by the name of Jonah that God had given a word to preach to a people. And it refused to preach the word to the people. Amen. It didn't end very well for Jonah. And I don't want to take a chance on what God would have done to me. Amen. But God put a word in Jonah's heart. And said this is what you need to say. Amen. Don't be ashamed to say it. Don't be afraid to say it. You say what I tell you to say. Amen. And leave the response to the hearer. Amen. And so I want to stand before you. Amen. Ready to preach the word of God tonight. Amen. Knowingly that God has given a word to me to speak tonight. Amen. And God has said, don't worry about what I give you to say. Amen. Just say it and let the response be on the shoulder of the hearer tonight. Amen. So tonight there is a heavy responsibility upon you. Amen. Amen. To hear this word tonight. Amen. And to respond to the word tonight. Amen. I tell you, I will stand here and I will declare what the Lord has to say. Amen. Amen. And I will do it in a way. Amen. That I pray that you could hear and understand this word tonight. Amen. Amen. As, I, as we were in service tonight, God kind of put a thought in my mind, and I began to look around, and I began to think about where we are as a church and where we are tonight as a, as a body. Amen. Here in new life. Amen. And I don't believe that we're where we want to be. Would anyone uh, agree with me there? I don't think we are where we want to be. Amen. I believe we all know and understand that God has greater promises for this church. Amen. There is greater heights for the church to reach in new life. Amen. In Olathe. Amen. There's great revival to be had in Olathe. Amen. I believe that tonight. Amen. But I believe there is an enemy 
Amen. That is amongst us. That is trying to hinder what God is trying to do in this church. Right. Amen. There is a, a spirit at work. Amen. The devil, the Bible says, is like a lion that he roars and, and, and roams around seeking whom he may devour. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, I believe that it's easy for us in the mundane of life to get complacent. Amen. In the house of God. Amen. And I believe our number one enemy is complacency. Amen. I believe that the devil understands if he can get us to a place where we are complacent to come to church. Amen. And sing. Amen. And not really work up much of a sweat. Amen. Then he has gotten us exactly where he wants us. Amen. You may be seated. I'll get there. Amen. Whenever I was deployed to Iraq, I was in the Air Force, didn't do a whole, I wasn't, I wasn't a big warrior, fighter. I built things, and I think most of you probably are aware of that. Amen. But we assisted the Army, and we assisted the Marine Corps. And the Marine Corps, are, I would consider probably just by nature, they're just tough. Amen. They, they are tough. They're trained tough. They are trained to fight. They are trained to kill. They are trained not to have any survivors when they're done. Amen. Their theme is to kill them all and let God sort out from there. Amen. That's their idea of, of combat. Amen. And as I entered to their little area, their compound where they were, they're, they're, they were, they had a separate, separate, segregated what, what have you, in an area. And so as we went in and we would do work in their area and help them out, they had a sign. Amen. And I mentioned this the other night at the uh, financial peace class. I said, but there was, they had a sign that was as you right as you came into their compound, and it said. Complacency kills because they understand in combat, they understand in a place where there is war going on, the enemy they can't see because the enemy likes to hide. Yeah. Amen. The enemy doesn't come out and say, here I am, shoot me. Amen. The enemy is anywhere and everywhere that you, they could imagine and they're always on alert. Amen. And so they have a sign that says complacency kills. So does the U.S. Marine Corps. Amen. They have a mentality and an understanding. Amen. That this isn't just a time to be complacent. This isn't a place to be complacent. Amen. They were in a state of declared war. Amen. We were attacked on the left hand, and we have been attacked on the right hand. Amen. And they understand this. And when the enemy come, and the enemy would attack, amen, they would respond with vigilance. Amen. I believe the devil himself would love to get us in a state of complacency. Amen. In a state where we were just comfortable and relaxed. Amen. In the Bible, there were ten virgins. There were five wise. The Bible says, and there were five foolish. Amen. They all had oil in their lamp to begin with. Amen. They all were full with oil. Amen. They were ready, and they were prepared. Amen. But as the night drew on, the bridegroom had delayed his coming. Amen. And had delayed his coming. 
Amen. And the, and the five foolish, the Bible says, were without oil. But somewhere in the night, somewhere in the night, amen, as the, as the bridegroom had delayed his coming, I believe that the five wise understood, you know what? I've got to be ready. I've got to be prepared. Because when the bridegroom cometh, I've got to be ready. Amen. And tonight, I believe Jesus is coming soon and coming quickly. Amen. If we find ourselves in a state of complacency, we just might not be ready. Amen. We not, might not be out uh, uh, involved in uh, gross sins or in things that this world would consider just... Uh, we may not be murderers and we may not be uh, sinning in, 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 a, in a depth of sin. But amen, if we're complacency, our oil may run out and the bridegroom may come. Amen. I'm talking to the church. I'm talking to us tonight. Amen. Are you ready tonight if Jesus were to come tonight? Amen. Are you ready if, the, if, 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 if Gabriel sounded the trumpet at this very moment? Are we ready to go right now? Have you, have you sat complacency? Have you sat complacent throughout this service and you really need to get to the altar tonight? Amen. If the Lord were to come back at this very moment, amen, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Amen, I feel it tonight. Amen. God could come back at this very moment. Amen. We don't hear a lot of preaching about this much anymore. Amen. But I'm telling you tonight, right now, this very moment, it all could be over. It all could be over with. Amen. And God, we could be standing before God and He could be saying, I never knew you. I never knew you. But I was in church. But I, I was there this morning. I was there Thursday and I was there for Tuesday prayer. Yeah, but you were complacent and your Holy Ghost was almost run out. You hadn't refilled the oil in your lamp in too long. Yes, you may have been in church and yes, you may have come to prayer. And yes, you may have come and been a part. Amen. But you were not ready for me when I came. Hallelujah tonight. I'm telling you, are you complacent in your spirit tonight? I feel a burden of God upon my heart tonight. And I really, really hope you get a hold of this. Amen. Because I am really hoping I can get it across the way that God has put it inside of my heart. Oh God, I want to be ready. Amen. And singing about heaven's jubilee. And singing about, well, amen. When we get over yonder, will it be glorious when we get over yonder? What will it be when you get over yonder tonight? Hallelujah. Where will you stand before God? All transparency before God. Amen. There's no hiding who you are. There's no hiding what you've done. There's no hiding a harbored attitude towards somebody. There's no hiding, amen, the secret sins. There's no hiding, amen, anything that you have done that maybe mom and dad don't know about. Or maybe, you know, if we can keep it from pastor. Or maybe if we can keep it. I'm telling you before Lord and God, amen, before Him you're transparent. Hallelujah. They call it judgment day. Hallelujah. There's a day when God judges. It's a day when His mercy says, Now is the time when I begin to judge whether you love me or not. He asked Peter, Do you love me? Three times, and Peter said, Yes, I love you. Do you love Him today? Do you love Him today? 
Amen. Does that love drive you, amen, to give him your whole heart? Amen. Are you expecting, amen, to come back to Tuesday night prayer? Amen. Are you expecting I'll have another opportunity? Hallelujah. Come on now. Don't, don't lose me. Don't leave me. Amen. Listen here. Just a little bit while longer. Amen. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, amen, we're getting down and, and Jonathan is speaking to David. We know the story of David. And if you, I'm pretty sure we all know the story of David. Amen. And verse, chap, verse 9 of 2 Samuel chapter 12 says, Wherefore, this is Jonathan speaking, it says, Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord? To do evil in his sight. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. And hast taken his wife to be thy wife. And hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house. Because thou hast despised me. And hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. And I will take thy wives before thine eyes. And give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the Son. Amen. This is a point, amen, I don't think David ever expected to be at in his life. Amen. The prophet, amen, has come and told him, you are the one, you are the man. He tells the story of the one ewe lamb, amen. And the king had come and he had slain the one little ewe lamb of the poor man. Instead of taking that from his many. And David's, his heart, he understands. Amen. He loved sheep and he loved, he was a shepherd. And he understood what it meant. He spent time with them alone and, and he, he tended to them. And whenever there, was, there were, may have been thorns that had gotten into the hoofs of sheep, he was able to nurse them and take care of them. And when they were there, their legs may have been broken, he was there and he took care of them. And he realized, he says, whoever this man is, He's going to die. Amen. And Jonathan says that you're the man. That is you because of all the evil that you did. Amen. And David, he says, you know, he realizes and understands. He's called out on the carpet. Amen. He was in secret under this point. He didn't think anybody, he thought he had it all covered. Amen. He thought he had it all under control. He thought he could handle it. Amen. But God won't let you go. Amen. God uh, sees everything. Amen. You're not going to let it slide. Amen. Under God's radar. Amen. Before long, God's going to expose something that is in secret today. Amen. There will be a time whenever maybe you're just in a state of complacency. Amen. But I'm telling you, in the state of complacency is where sin can be born. Amen. In the state of complacency, if you find yourself in today, you could end up and wind up like David did. Amen. Right here where the prophet is telling him, uh, you're going to die. The sword's never going to depart from your house because you've despised me and you've taken, amen, the wife of Uriah. You've done, you are a murderer now. You're an adulterer. You're a liar. David, you killed a man. Amen. David, you're evil. David, you're going to die. Oh, come on now. This was David. Amen. This was the man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. What happened to this man? 
Hallelujah. This was the same little boy. Amen. That when Jesse the father brought in all the sons, he left David to tend sheep because he didn't think he was good enough. Amen. But he'd gone through and, and you realize Samuel said, you know what? This isn't him. He's not here. God says, there's one more. And he says, well, there's one more. Jesse says, there's one more boy on the backside of the desert. Tending some sheep. But I don't think that's him. Well, bring him here. And when he did, God spoke and said, this is the man that I'm going to anoint king. This is the boy that I'm going to anoint king over all of Israel. He had the anointing of God upon his life. Amen. God was going to use him. God had a plan for his life. God had a purpose for David. Amen. God had great things in store for David. Amen. God was going to use him. Hallelujah. God specifically called him. Hallelujah. But this same little boy grew up and now was confronted by the man of God and saying, You are a murderer. What happened, David? What happened to David? What happened to David? Amen. What happened in his life? What, what got him to the point, amen, that he got to where the prophet had to come and tell him, you are the man. Amen. David, amen. There was a, a, a battle going on. Amen. There was war going on. And there was a, an oversized Philistine. There was a big, ugly Philistine named Goliath defying the God of Israel. Amen. And the, all of Israel, all the warriors of Israel were cowards. Even the king was cowardice. Amen. In front of Goliath. Amen. Even the king, hallelujah, was scared of this enemy. Amen. But David, bringing some food, amen, to his brothers, at a battle, comes and wonders, where is everybody at? And he comes to realize, you know what? They're scared to death because the enemy, Goliath. He hears a Philistine defying God. Amen. You ever get upset when somebody begins to talk about your church? Talk about your God? Amen. Talk about your pastor? Amen. There ought to be something that well up inside of you. Amen. To realize, you know what? I don't care what it takes Amen. I'm going to defend, amen, my God, amen, my church. I'm going to defend my pastor. I'm going to defend this truth. I'm going to defend this holiness. Amen. David was willing to defend, amen, the things of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He was willing. Amen. He was willing to fight. Hallelujah. He was willing to get in there and say, whatever has to be done, I will do it. Right. Amen. Saul says, well, put on, put on my, my armor and go out to battle. And he tries that and he says, that don't work. You know what? I've slain a bear. Amen. I've slain a lion. This, this old Goliath, he's not going to be anything any different. Amen. This enemy is not going to be any different than the one before. God's going to deliver this one into my hand just as well. Amen. So he fought. Amen. The bear and he fought the lion. And now he's come. Amen. And he says, you know what? I'm going to do it God's way. And I'm going to take the stone. And I'm going to take my sling. And I'm going to use what God has given me. Amen. He's given me just this little weapon. But amen. Something greater than that. 
He's given me his name. Amen. He said, I come at you in the name of the Lord. Amen. And Goliath was smote. Amen. He smote him right in the forehead and he fell to the ground. Amen. And his enemy. Amen. Fell before them. This is the great David. Amen. The warrior David. The shepherd David. This is the man after God's own heart. David. Hallelujah. Amen. He was a fighting machine. David was. Amen. He went to battle. He went full force. Amen. He went to battle and he did everything he could. Amen. He had God's favor. Amen. And he won the battle. He wasn't complacent. He wasn't complacent, but he had the fight within him. Hallelujah. He had something in him that said, I don't care. Amen. I'm going to fight for the Lord. I'm going to do something. Amen. I'm going to go down fighting if I go down. Amen. He says, I'm going to go and I'm going to work for God. Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. Another instance. Saul began. There was a point where Saul turned upon David. Saul realized that the people loved David and that God's anointing rested upon him. And so there was an evil spirit that came up upon Saul. And he did everything within his power to destroy David. Amen. You ever feel that way? You ever feel like the whole world's out to get you? Amen. You feel like you try to do the right thing, but nothing seems to work out. You just, you go to work and try to, try to be a witness and somebody gets in your face and tears you down and the boss gets in your face and Living for God just gets to be tough and gets to be hard. Amen. Hallelujah. There was a time where David was on the run. David was running from Saul and found himself in a cave. Amen. And Saul happened to wander or or walk into the same cave. Amen. David was a great man. David was an honorable man. Amen. And he was, he was, Saul was in there. And David knew that Saul was trying to kill him. And David knew that Saul was after his life. Amen. There had been many times he had thrown a spear at David, and David dodged and fled. Amen. Out of fear of Saul. Amen. David was on the run from Saul. David was aware of the enemy. Amen. David knew there was an enemy there. Amen. He was vigilant. He was sober. He was willing to see and to seek out and protect himself. Amen. And defend himself. Amen. But when it came to Saul, amen, he took a piece, a cloak, of his cloak. Amen. And when Saul walked out of that cave, he, he, he let him live. And whenever Saul walked out, and he could have just let him go. But there was a love that David had for the anointed man of God. David loved God's man so much that it, the Bible says it hurt his heart. That he even Cut a piece of his cloak. He had hurt him so bad that he would have even damaged the clothes, the piece of clothing that Saul wore. He knew that Saul was after him. He knew that Saul was trying to kill him, yet he let him live. Not only did he let him live, his heart was grieved because he had hindered or he had taken a piece of the clothing. David loved the man of God. He had a respect for the man of God. Amen. He had a respect for the anointed man of God. 
Hallelujah. But Jonathan's saying, you're the man, David. What happened to David? Amen. It came to a point where he tried to hide this from everyone. He tried to cover it up. Amen. He tried to send Uriah. He said, well, you know what? He got, he got Bathsheba pregnant and sent Uriah. He said, why don't you go spend the night with your wife? So that he didn't look like he was the one that had done it. He was deceptive. He had become a liar. Amen. Amen. Come on. I'm telling you tonight. Complacency will get us to a point. Amen. Complacency will kill us tonight. It's where sin is born. Amen. It's where the things of the devil can get inside of you. And he can plant a seed if he can get you complacent. Amen. David wasn't born this way. David wasn't born a murderer. Amen. He was a man after God's own heart. God had anointed him king. God had taken him through and been with him and protected him. And David had sat on the backside of a desert and played the harp. Amen. To the Lord and sang praises unto him. Amen. David, he went and he got the Ark of the Covenant and brought it back into the house of Israel. Amen. David knew the anointing needed to be in the house of God. David knew what it meant to live for God. David had it. Everything. He was, he was God's man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. But in chapter 11 of 2 Samuel, if you look in the very first chapter, or chapter 11, very first verse, it says, And it came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, amen, and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon. Amen. They were, there was a warfare happening. Amen. There was war going on. Amen. And it looked as though the children of Israel were winning. Amen. There was a fight going on and David sent out men to fight. He sent out folks to fight for him. Amen. It says, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. Amen. I'll tell you right there was a turning point in David's uh, uh, his history, if you will. Amen. How did David become a murderer? And how did David become an adulterer? And what was it that caused David, amen, to become the man that Jonathan called him and told him that he was? What was it? Did it just happen one day? No, it wasn't that. Amen. It was a place where David got that he just began to tarry. And he began to be complacent. Amen. There was a lot of fighting happening. And the enemy was coming against, amen, Israel. But David happened and it chose on himself. He said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to let someone else fight the battles for a while. Amen. I'm going to come to church and I'm going to let somebody else get the spirit moving in this house. I'm going to let somebody else get the anointing. Amen. I'm going to let somebody else read the Bible every day. And I'm going to let somebody else pray every day. I'm going to let somebody else, amen, witness. Amen. David got complacent. Amen. And that is when his downward spiral began. It was at that point that the devil was able to get inside. Amen. And begin to do something with David. Amen. David had spent his life as a warrior. David had spent his life fighting. David wanted to build a house for the Lord. David wanted to build, amen, a beautiful place for the Lord. And, and David had been such a man of warfare. And David had been such a valiant fighter for God. And had slain so many men that God said, you know what? There's so much blood that you have shed. You're not going to. But your son will. He said, so he, his history with God, amen, he was a mighty man. 
He was a powerful man. Amen. But there was a time when there was war. Amen. When Israel needed him the most. This was the time when the kings went to war. Amen. This was when it got serious. This was whenever, you know what, it got crunch time. You know what? The Lord, amen, is calling someone tonight saying, you know what, now is the time we need to be in battle. Now is the time you need to be going to battle for your children. Now is the time you need to be going to battle for your families. Amen. Now is the time you need to be going to battle for this church. Amen. The devil wants to drag every young person out of this church that he can. Amen. I say that and I know that because that's the way the devil works in every church you go to. Amen. If the devil can take the young people, amen, he can steal the next generation of truth. Amen. I'm telling you, moms and dads, you better be going to battle for your children. Amen. I don't care if you like it or not, you better be praying for your children. Amen. And you better be supporting the man of God when he says, thus saith. Amen. Because I tell you, there's going to come a time. Amen. When the, don't let the whenever the man of God's going to say you are the man it's your fault because you didn't go to battle and you got complacent amen we're in a battle tonight amen I tell you there's something inside of me amen I realize that my children I've got to fight for my children amen I've got to fight every day for my children amen this world is turning so far from truth. Amen. The church, amen, is turning so far from truth. Amen. You look at the country that we live in today. It's the greatest, still the greatest country on the face of the earth. It's not the same country, amen, that our founding fathers founded. Amen. This isn't the same country, amen, that uh, George Washington uh, came over, he, that he, he fought for. This isn't the same country that that our forefathers bled and died for. We have slowly began to, to let things go. Amen. We have slowly allowed prayer out of schools. We have slowly allowed these things to happen. Amen. What do we do when the, when the world begins to fight against the morals? I had someone tell me the other day, he says, you can't regulate or legislate morals. I told him, I said, well, I sure am glad there's a law against murder. He said, you're, he says you're never going to stop. Amen. He says you're never going to stop. He was talking about legalizing, I think, marijuana or something of the sort. This was just an everyday conversation and work he, he was having with someone else. He says, well, you can't legislate the morals of the country. Amen. I'm telling you, our country, amen, is, is abandoning their morals, is abandoning these things because we've gotten so complacent. Amen. We are too... Uh, affluent of a country, amen, it becomes so easy not to even depend upon God and just, you know what, let things go as they are and, and let them, you know, they're taken here and taken there and eventually now we're to a place, amen, where we look around us and we don't know what they're going to take next. It may be illegal for us to begin to preach against homosexuality in the pulpit. That's a reality in our country today. It's going to be a hate crime, amen, to preach against homosexuality. Amen. This country has gone so complacent. Amen. It hasn't started this way. But it's over years of complacency. And over years of letting ourselves just be, be numb to the things. Amen. That the devil will bring into us. And we have stopped fighting for our freedoms. Hallelujah. Amen. In James chapter 1 verse 15 it says, Then when lust hath conceived... 
it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Amen. I tell you, whenever we find ourselves, our fight isn't in us. You know, there's an old saying that says, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog. Amen. When I was in high school, I saw this, these two kids. This one guy always loved to fight. He was always wanting to fight. And well, there's a lot of kids that are always wanting to fight. But there was one. He was a pretty. He was a pretty stout guy, and and, and you you didn't want to mess with him. Amen. And he was always picking on somebody. He was always bullying somebody. He was always getting in somebody's face and always stealing somebody's lunch or just always just being mean. Amen. And there was this other guy. You would never have thought it, but he was a pretty skinny guy. He was pretty thin. But one day in lunch, this is always when fights happen. Lunchtime. One day at lunchtime, between classes when we didn't have nothing else going on, we didn't have a purpose for being there, we were just kind of hanging out, you know, everyone thinks, well, let's fight. I guess it's just, you know, the extracurricular activity in high school. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's that complacency, I guess. Anyway, he was standing there, and, and I, I was standing right, I mean, I was, they were right there, and I was sitting here like, I was like I was a referee. <laughs> And I was, I was like, I, I was just surreal because we had like the whole hallway full of people down this way and the whole hallway down this way. And I happened to be right where they were meeting. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. You know, I get to see like two guys beat each other up right in front of my eyes. You know, it's, it's like the, you know, it's like fight, fight, you know. And, and so they're standing there and, and, and this, this one guy standing there, the, the, the real stout guy standing there and the other. And looking down, it's kind of like that David and Goliath thing. And, and, and this other guy, he's... He's just looking up, looking up at the other, the big kid. Boy, he didn't, he didn't look like he was going to tear that other guy's face off. He was a little guy. But you know what? I don't care who would have stepped in front of that kid that day. He wasn't backing down. He wasn't backing up. He wasn't giving up. He, I don't think he cared if he would have went down and, and ended his life right there. He wasn't backing down. He wasn't going to give up. He didn't care how much it hurt. He didn't care how much effort he had to give. He was going to win and he was going to fight until one of them won if it was him or not. He was going to give and give and give because he had enough fight in him. Amen. He had to fight. Amen. Somewhere along the line. Amen. David lost his fight. Amen. And the enemy slipped in. Amen. I tell you tonight, if the enemy were to come in here tonight, how, much, how many of us have lost our fight? How many would you actually fight back? Amen. Would you actually give the devil a fight tonight or would you allow him just to sit right by your pew? Maybe he is sitting right by your pew and telling you, you know what, you're too tired to worship. Maybe you're too, you know, you had a long week. It's okay if you don't worship as hard as you can. Amen. It's complacency allowing the devil to slip right in and you not even know it. And you get comfortable with the devil sitting right there. Amen. And you'll let yourself the next time. Amen. It's that much easier to let him slip right on in. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I tell you, we've got to have some fight in us. We've got to be willing to fight. Amen. I can't, uh, this week, this past couple weeks, the, the Lord has just put in me that we're, the fight is on. The devil has declared there's a fight is on. Amen. Are we going to fight or not? That's the story. Amen. Are we going to let the devil come in and, and take control? Amen. And take over? 
Amen. Are we going to bind the strong man? Amen. Are we going to take him out tonight? Amen. Because you can do it before you leave. Amen. If you weren't right when you walked in, amen, you can walk out this place okay and right with God. Amen. You don't have to let this, this uh, service pass. Amen. And leave the same way as when you come in. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Maybe I should have Brother Regan come sing some more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm just talking from my heart tonight. Amen. I'm telling you what I feel in my heart tonight. Amen. You know, you may sit here and say, you know what? I'm okay. There's nothing wrong with me. I'd be worried if I were you. If you sit here tonight and say, you know what? Brother Merriman's preaching to somebody else. Brother Merriman's talking to somebody else. It's not me. You know what? You better be careful because you're complacent in your spirit tonight. Amen. Amen. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, amen, there was a bunch of people, amen, that had just said, kill Jesus. And he told them. He flat out said, Peter said, you killed him. That was the, that was the one true living God and you killed him. He came to save you and you died. You killed him and he died upon that cross. Amen. The message ought to prick you in the heart tonight. Amen. The message ought to make you wonder, are you all right tonight? Are you okay tonight? Amen. I remember being preached to as a little kid. Amen. I don't know if I could, I, I don't know what I'd ever done wrong at, at all, but I would hear a preacher come, amen, through and preach on heaven and preach on hell and say, hell is a real place. Hell is going to be hot. Amen. Hell is going to be forever tonight. Amen. If you were to go to hell, die and go to hell right now. It's forever. Amen. In my little mind, my mind, I, I didn't understand or comprehend. I just knew, God, if there's anything in me, God, oh Lord, please let something in me. If it cleanse me tonight, make it right tonight. I don't want to go to hell. Lord, I want to go to heaven. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus. Amen. But I'm telling you tonight, the fight is on. Amen. The fight is on. It's up to you tonight, amen, what you're going to do with it. It's up to us tonight, amen, because sin, when it's conceived, amen, when lust is conceived, you're going to have sin, amen. I tell you, when David, amen, he didn't go to battle, when he didn't decide to go to war, he just decided to sit there and he decided to wait and just relax a little bit and say, you know what, it'll be okay if I just hang out for a little while. Amen. But then, when it says, but it says, David tarried still, but in verse 2 it says, And it came to pass in an eventide that David arose from off his bed. The man got lazy. The man got lazy. Not only had he just tarried, the Bible says he had to get up off his bed. He got to get up off his bed because he was taking a nap. Not only was he not at war, he was taking a nap. Amen. He allowed himself to get so lazy. Hallelujah. That the sin. Amen. Planted a seed. The devil planted a seed into his heart. Amen. It says, then he was walking out, and he took a look, and he saw lust. Oh, hallelujah. Come on tonight. I'm telling you what. If you're complacent, it's so easy for the devil to put things in front of you and make you want those things. Amen. The devil will put, you know what? You know, I don't understand why I can't do this. Or if you just look, it'll be okay. If you just listen to, to that song because I'm with so-and-so, it's not mine, but it's, my, it's, it's, it's so-and-so's. It's not really mine, 
It's okay because it's, 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 it's not my TV or it's not my rock music or you name it tonight. Amen. If you just allow yourself to get a taste of it. Amen. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season. Amen. But there is lust. That's how the... So I was telling these young kids downstairs. They're asking, the devil had the horns and all his tail. And, you know, they got all these weird ideas about the devil. I said, the devil was beautiful. Lucifer was a beautiful angel. That will mess up a little five-year-old kid. <laughs> I don't make a habit of messing with kids' minds. but and, and, and it opened up a lot of questions. I'm telling you, sin, if you are, if you are open to it, if you don't realize it and you're complacent, it will look beautiful to your eyes. Amen. It will look, and that's the seed that is planted. Amen. Is whenever you begin to look. Amen. Look outside. Amen. The things of God. You look outside of holiness. Amen. You look outside of righteousness. You look outside of this truth. Amen. It begins to look good. Amen. And that's what happened to David. Amen. 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 Sister Regan, if you would come, I'm just about through. Amen. Let's stand together. Amen. I'm not standing here and I don't believe necessarily. I'm not saying that anyone is a murderer or an adulterer. Or, I'm not saying any of that tonight. But I'm saying tonight. If you're complacent in your spirit, amen. If you're complacent, because I, you know, I, I, I look across the church and I, and I, I just begin to pray and, and, and I begin to see complacency. And I begin to see as a new life. We have a promise. Amen. We have a hope and we have a word from God that says that the tide has turned and the tide has changed. Amen. If the devil will allow us. You know what? Because the tide will come in. The tide will come in, but then eventually it will go back out again. Amen. If the devil can get us to a place where we just enjoy the tide coming in and just get complacent and, and you know what? Doesn't, you, you know, we're just comfortable when we're okay. Amen. We're going to miss the end tide. We're going to miss the tide that's come in. Amen. So tonight, if you are complacent, amen, you may be at a stage where you have may even been able to, you, you may have been looking out now. You may have gone past just the, I, I'm kind of complacent stage, and, and maybe you're out looking to the things of this world. Maybe you're thinking about church. Maybe you're thinking about uh, going out and, 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 you know, and think, I, can, I don't need this anymore. Maybe you're thinking those things. Or maybe you have secretly gotten to a place because, you know what? Sin grows. You start complacent and you begin to grow. Amen. Tonight, there may be someone here. There may be someone here tonight. Lord, Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to us tonight, God. If you're here tonight and you are the man, as Jonathan called David onto the, onto the carpet that day, maybe you've committed sin that you're ashamed of. Maybe you're involved in sin that you're ashamed of. Amen. Maybe you're looking at things. Amen. Let's just bow our heads. Let's begin to pray tonight. Amen. Let God do something in this house. Amen. Maybe you're looking and maybe you've put your eyes on things. And maybe you've gone to websites that you probably shouldn't have gone to. And, and, and maybe you, you're listening to the things I'm telling you tonight. Maybe you're at a place tonight. It's not too late tonight. 
It's not too late tonight for you to get right with God. It's not too late for you to find a place, amen, to get right with God. Amen. It's not too late for you to say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Oh, Lord. David said in verse 13, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan immediately said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, and thou shalt not die. So tonight, amen, if you've come in. Amen. And you, uh, this message has, has touched your heart tonight. Maybe you've just been complacent. But maybe... You have found yourselves in depths of sin. Hallelujah. If you found yourselves either way, if you don't get it taken care of tonight, it may not have another chance. There may not be another opportunity. Amen. 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 Psalms 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh God, tonight let this word get on our height. Our heart, Lord, that we might not sin against Thee. Hallelujah. The, the devil came against the Lord Jesus Christ three times. And he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Amen. We need to get this word down inside of us. We need to get the word of God down inside of us that we might not sin against You, O God. Lord, I realize that there is a battle that is going on. I realize there is a battle being waged. Amen. Don't wait on me to call an altar call tonight. Amen. These altars are open. O God. Hallelujah, Lord. Cleanse us tonight. Oh, Jesus, have your way in this house tonight, God. Oh, hallelujah. God wants to cleanse you. Hallelujah. You may have done it in secret. Maybe it's in secret tonight. Oh, but God wants to forgive you. Oh, don't let that spirit of complacency get you tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, don't be complacent tonight. Oh, don't walk out of this place tonight the way you walked in. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, now is the time you need to really get in touch with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray until you break through. Pray until you get an answer from God. Pray until the God just opens the windows of heaven and pours out His mercy. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 He conquered sin. Oh, for you and for me, He conquered sin. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus.